next, we would like to invite Anjan from Parify. And we know Parify has been really active in quite a few key proposals around some of the uh, significant uh, protocols as well. So Anjan, over to you on sharing your experience of, you know, how is it like uh, kind of going through these governance steps and the mechanisms? Right? What are some trade-offs that you see and experience that you have and perspectives on where we are and how maybe we can improve? Sure. Sure. Hey everyone, uh, Anjan here from from Parify. Great to great to be here. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I can just start super super high level. So as a firm, you know, we spend basically all our time looking at the DeFi space. But I think what's really interesting about DeFi is it's it's tough to be a, a passive investor, right? I think it really requires the space as a whole requires you to be active, both as a user and a governance participant. So whether that's providing liquidity using the protocol or just in general, uh, actively participating in governance, pushing out proposals, voting on, you know, on-chain votes. Um, it seems like that's actually how you drive value to the protocol and, and help the protocol move forward. So, you know, we've been active in a number of communities, including MakerDAO, Aave, Yearn, and over the years, we've seen a number of things work and not work. And what's really interesting, we're, we're kind of seeing governance 2.0 right now, where some of these newer protocols are taking what's what you know what's been working so far and putting it into their new governance processes so really seeing a kind of an iteration of the whole governance process which is uh very healthy to see um maybe just starting high level what we've you know seen work really well and i guess really improve over time is um we think a lot about kind of scaling the governance process so what that means is you know all these DeFi protocols are becoming more and more complex right and that means they require more and more active support participation, involvement from the community, but that's difficult to scale over time as a number of, you know, assets or risk parameters or things to vote on and generally, uh, you know, increase. So what we like to think about is how do you scale a governance process where as the complexity of the system increases, um, you're not losing the engagement or, or really the involvement from the community. And so um, something that we're fans of is, is delegation. So you know, right now, or, or really in 2019 and in early 2020, the idea was kind of everyone votes on everything. That's the goal. But you always saw very low voter turnout, you know, between like one and 5% um, for a lot of these protocols. And I think the reason for that is because people weren't fully aware or informed of what's going on. And it's kind of an unrealistic expectation to have all token holders informed for all votes and expect them to vote on everything. So what happens is there's somewhat of a tragedy of the commons where most token holders don't know what's going on. They think there's other token holders uh, actually staying up to date, and then they end up kind of passing and choosing not to vote. That's actually detrimental to the system because now you only have one or five percent of the supply or, or holders actively voting and, and pushing out, you know, proposals. So we're we're big fans of delegation. So we've seen Ave Compound, you know, Uniswap come out the gate with this type of delegation proposal. Uh, you know, MakerDAO is working on this as well. And I think what this does is this starts to really put the hand, the, the, you know, governance and voting power into the hands of the smartest people. And I think that could be independent researchers, developers, risk analysts, funds, teams. I think the goal really is to get a diverse set of opinions, but we need full-time active participants looking at this governance, at these, at the governance processes and, and voting and suggesting proposals not people doing it part-time because I think, you know, DeFi today, as it scales from, from here to another hundred X, the weight and, and gravity of what these DeFi protocols are doing is going to grow immensely. And it's not feasible for, you know, people to just spend 
few hours a week or just part-time looking at a governance of the protocol. We need people full-time looking at these risk parameters in real time and pushing out changes. And that's really only going to happen with delegation. And so the way we've been thinking about it is, for example, maybe with MakerDAO, maybe you have like a few dozen, you know, risk analysts, researchers, funds who end up controlling a lot of the voting power. And then all of the major investors and team, foundation, whoever it may be, delegate to those individuals. And now those individuals can actually start to vote on these processes with informed opinions because they're spending most or, or all their time on these protocols. Um, and so I think that to, that would give the protocol a lot of leverage um, versus kind of you know expecting all token holders to vote on everything. Um, I think what's also worked is we've seen the level of community involvement really step up. So in 2019 and, and I would say in the early parts of 2020, you know, protocols were decentralized, but what does that really mean if the team is the one putting out proposals or pushing through governance processes? But what we see now is these DAOs have matured significantly. So, you know, if you look at any governance discord or, or discourse forum, snapshot, whatever it may be, you see a lot of community members actually pushing out proposals, chiming in, you know, giving their opinions, which I think is a, is a great natural step for, for governance as a whole because now you're not completely reliant on a centralized team. So for example, you know, one of these top DeFi protocols that's really fascinating is the core team could step away. Uh, I'm not saying they would, of course, but they could step away and the protocol would still run. That's like an incredibly powerful tool, um, which I think will continue to improve over time. So I think it's really just giving the community the tools and the infrastructure for them to run these processes um, and making sure the right actors are in place to actually, you know, run these processes from start to finish. Um, and so as I look across the ecosystem, MakerDAO, for example, the, the foundation is, is, is very, is barely involved with the protocol. You have, you know, five to six working groups across smart contract, risk, finance, et cetera, all managing the protocol. And the, the token holders voted individual people to now serve on these committees. That to me is a, is a very positive signal on where governance is, is headed. Um, you know, something else that I've seen that's worked is the tooling is continuing to improve. It's a little bit fragmented, but with stuff like snapshot, delegation, I guess just the form structures, tally, you know, all of these kind of pieces for the governance process are coming together. So, you know, there are different tools. If let's say you want to put a proposal on chain or you want to vote without gas, or you want to reach an audience of all token holders, you now have all these tools to actually do that. And there's a lot more of a process in place, which I think is a, is a very healthy improvement. So, you know, Aave has the AIP process, Maker has the you know, MIP process. And so if you want to push a proposal through, you now have an idea of what you actually have to do. You know, token holders may not agree with it. It may not be easy, but at least there's a process in place to push out um, a proposal. Um, as I think about maybe like the areas that, I think governance and DAOs in general are still looking to improve, or, or I think where there's area to improvement is in general, a little bit on the organization side. So as these centralized teams play less of a role in, in you know, managing these protocols, it now falls in the hands of individual token holders to manage the, the protocol, right? But with individual token holders, there can be less organization because there isn't a centralized team or hierarchy managing workflows. Um, and so sometimes you see in these DAOs, it's not exactly clear who's working on what, what's the status of this you know, particular proposal. Um, and so without that organization, things just fall through the crack and don't get pushed through. And so I think as we continue to see more organization, like the index coop and, and MakerDAO have very kind of clear working groups and you know, here are the people working on these assignments, here are the deadlines. 
I think that starts to really improve the, the functionality and the efficiency of the DAO, or else people kind of just put out a proposal and it's kind of floating through the through the metaverse and you know there's not it's not really clear who's actually pushing it through. Um, I think in general we'd like to see a lot more of a data-driven approach. So, you know, I think it, it does feel like sometimes risk parameters and various DeFi protocols are changed a little bit finger in the air, kind of on the whim. Um, but there isn't as much kind of deep, you know, analysis of of the data or the activity in the systems to really justify those changes. So I think just and again, this goes back to the fact of can we bring in more independent researchers to look at these systems full time um, to then provide these data driven analyses so that token holders can vote in a more informed manner in a more objective manner versus something that's a little bit more subjective or finger in the air. Um, I also think, you know, governance as a whole is it, it can be a feature, but it can, it can also be a bug, right? And so what I mean by that is as the protocols get more and more complex, there's more and more parameters to work on, to, to vote on, it can actually start to slow down the entire governance process, right? Because if every little change in the protocol needs to be voted on, that starts to distract away from the big changes that need to happen because governance treats all changes basically equal, right? It's like you need to vote on all these, all these changes. So the more automation we can implement into these systems where it makes sense, I think that goes a long way. So a concrete example is in MakerDAO, you have something called the instant access module, which is this governance tool, which allows you to upgrade the system basically in an automatic manner. So for example, when the debt ceiling reaches a certain threshold, the system automatically increases the debt ceiling. So that's one less kind of vote MakerDAO holders have to vote on, which I think is extremely powerful. And I think we'll start to see more and more automation um, and that way token holders in the community can focus on the truly you know, high impact subjective proposals that can't be necessarily automated. Um, and I think in general, like a lot of governance is just you know, being informed, staying up to date, right? And as a token holder, it can be time consuming to go through all these proposals, understand what's going on. Um, and I think if we just have a little bit more transparency and organization in terms of the activities of these DAOs and, and, and DeFi protocols, I think that goes a long way. So even like a simple newsletter, weekly newsletter to, to you know, the community, hey, here's what's going on in the protocol. Here are the key metrics. Here are the ongoing governance proposals. It's not necessarily saying you should vote this way or not, but it's at least keeping the community informed in a concise manner. Because if you just go to a uh, discourse forum, I mean, there's going to be dozens of posts and dozens of responses. It can be very time consuming to go and comb through all that. And again, this goes back to the scalability, which is how do you get the, the more passive holder involved um, you know, without requiring them to spend 10, 15 hours a week looking at one protocol's governance process. Um, and then I think stuff like you know snapshot, and, and tally are definitely helping with this governance process as well. Um, I guess as it relates to kind of the process and from a process and tools perspective, I guess from our experience, you know, we've put through a number of proposals on Aave and Yearn. Um, I think what we found that really works is putting out, you know, for, uh, uh, forum posts and then letting the community really chime in. Discord can also be a great tool. It does get a little bit noisy at times. There's just a lot of back and forth, but I noticed in the forums, there's typically just been very thoughtful and insightful responses to a lot of the governance proposals that, that I've seen across the ecosystem. So, you know, we're big fans of the, of the, of the governance forums um, themselves. Um, you know, and, and then I think doing stuff like community calls goes a long way. So for example, with MakerDAO, you could post something, you can post a collateral application and uh, the team that, that, that would like to be added as collateral can now come and present to the MakerDAO community. So that, Kind of tooling there is 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 also very helpful. Um, 
I think a protocol that really stood out in, in terms of their, you know, a few protocols really stand out in terms of their process. I think index group, um, considering how young index group is, I mean, it really started picking up, picking up in August or in, in September and considering how, how organized they've gotten so quickly that stood out to me, right? They have like working groups and leaders working on clear tasks. They have compensation committees. It's just run very efficiently. And, the set protocol team is, is barely involved compared to all of these index community members, many of whom have anonymous names. You don't actually know who they are. That to me really stood out. Um, in MakerDAO, there's an individual named Long for Wisdom who's been absolutely crushing it uh, in the governance process. I mean, he's a, the governance facilitator and he's running dozen plus processes at any time. He's following up with core stakeholders, teams. Um, so he's been a, a governance all-star. And I think every protocol is probably going to look for their own long wisdom in the, in the future. Um, so on our end, we, um, we've put out a few kind of notable proposals in the Yearn and, and Ave community. I mean, more recently on the Ave community, we pushed for the liquidity mining proposal, just introducing liquidity mining rewards for Ave. Really the thinking there was, let's test, let's experiment with liquidity mining. This isn't an end-all, be-all. It's not going to be perfect to start, but let's at least test it out. And so that was the goal there um, by just putting out an initial proposal, getting the feedback from the community, talking to other investors, talking to the team, talking to large users, and then kind of then aggregating all of those views into one succinct governance proposal, liquidity mining proposal, where you're providing Aave for you know, different markets. And so we went back and forth on, well, how much Aave, you know, which markets, how long should the program be? What's the structure of the distribution? Do you do Aave? Do you do staked Aave? Um, all these kind of core parameters is something we're thinking about. What I'm looking forward to next is as this program ends um, this summer, now we can look back at three months of data. And again, this goes back to the data different approach and see what actually worked and what didn't. Did we, did we achieve the KPIs we wanted to? Um, why or why not? Now moving forward, how do we adjust that? You know, which markets do we need to incentivize? How do we adjust the distribution? Maybe we stop the distribution completely. Maybe we increase it by 2x. All these kind of core questions is something we, we like to think about as we push a proposal, but then continue to monitor it. Yeah, I think there is one question around uh, re-centralizing uh, if we have delegation. So does that put power back into the hands of a few? Uh, if we need like a quick answer so that we can get around yeah. the round table. Yeah, sure, sure. So so I, I think in general, the with delegation, you're getting, you know, you're putting voting power, quote unquote, in the hands of a few people but that's arguably better than what you're seeing today, which is still, you know, again, one to 5% of, of the supplier token holders are the ones voting on every governance proposal today. If you look at voter turnout, it's very, very low. So it's not like we're having a lot of governance, you know, a lot of different participants voting today. It's a very low amount. And so what the idea of delegation is now every participant is now incentivized to delegate their tokens to the kind of sharpest and most thoughtful, you know, people in the ecosystem, whether it's funds, team members, researchers, and, and then if they're not thoughtful or if you think they, they, they voted against your views, you can easily re-delegate to someone else. So you still maintain control of your voting power, but you're giving it to people who are now informed and, and spending more of their time in the ecosystem, which is a win-win, I think, for the protocol as a whole. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anjan. There's a lot to digest there and a lot of like great experience to learn from. I think for ourselves as well at Long Hash Ventures, I think 
uh, some of our portfolio companies we've been trying to be more involved with the working groups, right, with the proposals, for example, of Idle Finance with their long-term liquidity program. And uh, we can certainly appreciate how much kind of like effort goes into, you know, talking to different stakeholders and needing to work with like people who are going to build it, people who are going to check the risk parameters, who are going to do the, the modeling and then like uh, actually implement it and then monitor for the results in the longer term. So thanks for uh, Anjan, very much uh, resonate with that.